0: Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for joining me on the program today. This is The Huba Show. My name is Patrick Huba, host of the show. This is a wonderful podcast, general entertainment. It's general entertainment. The podcasts are going to be so drastically different from one another. And if you've listened to the other ones that I've had already that I've done, you'll understand sometimes it's about food, sometimes it's about movies, sometimes it's about uh, different types of... uh, 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 you know, topics on the news or whatever. Uh, Woodstock, whatever. All, all, and by the way, the Woodstock episode that I have, I'm gonna have to do another one. I'm, I think I'm gonna do another Woodstock episode about the rise and fall, the 50th anniversary. Maybe I'll do that in a couple of days and post it here because I've got a lot more to say about it. And it's it's really upsetting that it didn't take place. So I'll save I'll save that's a whole episode in itself. And by the way, my numbers are up pretty good from uh, for the Woodstock episode. A lot of people have listened to that show. So I'm going to kind of cater to that listenership, and and maybe we'll make uh, the other episodes grow a little more as well with a new episode that I'm going to put up probably within a few days. Here, let's uh, today. What's today? August 20. Today Saturday, August. Let me think. I think it's the 24th. Yeah, Saturday, August 24th. Here in Upstate New York, beautiful sunny day outside. Great day to be podcast and be on here on the mic. I'm going to now a few days ago. Okay, a few days ago, I'm a ham operator, by the way, amateur radio operator. I've been involved with radio stuff my whole life. That's just one little aspect of it. And there was a bunch of us on a repeater here in Schenectady, New York. And by the way, if you don't know this already, Schenectady, New York is very historic for a number of reasons, but a couple of them are because of broadcasting. Schenectady is one of the basically the birthplace of broadcasting. All right, first television station, WRGB, Channel 6. You have WGY, which was one of the couple first, one of the first radio stations in the country. So there's a lot of history here. Plus, some of the greatest minds in the world came through General Electric, which is a big GE plant in Schenectady. Okay, that's why it's called the Electric City. You know, you had George Steinmetz in there. You had Edison, Kodak, all the big inventors, all the big minds of the uh, from the uh, early part of the 1900th century. So today I want to talk about, because we had a really interesting conversation a couple nights ago on the radio with a bunch of ham operators, and basically we were talking for a couple hours, believe it or not, about radio stations and their call letters, all right? Now, a lot of you guys might not know this, but you'll see it, and now we're just talking about radio stations in America, okay? Because that's what I know. I don't know much about Canada, don't know much about Mexico, you know, the bordering uh, countries... Of France, uh, uh, Australia, I don't know about all that stuff. But I do know about radio stations in this country. And one of the interesting things about radio stations, something I really love, and a lot of other people do too, are the call letters, like the choice of call letters that the stations come up with. Because when you want to start a radio station, there's a whole laundry list of call signs. I mean, there's if you have four, let's see, if you've got four letters, you've got about, I don't know, what about 30, 25 or 30,000 combinations, roughly, between Ks and Ws? Yeah, about that, about 35, 30, something like that, right around 35, 32,000 combinations that you can have. And, uh, you know, the choice that some of them make is really interesting. Like we have stations around here, WFLY, 92.3. That's a great call because it has a word in it, FLY. Alright, it's hard to find call signs with words in them. Like look at New York City. 1010 10 wins. 1010 10 wins. I forget what their logo is, but anytime I'm down that way or in an earshot of the signal, I like to tune into 1010 10 wins. It's a great radio station. It's been around forever. Uh that's W-I-N-S. W-I-N-S. Now as far I'm 42. As far back as I can remember, it's been W-I-N-S. 1010 10 wins. So that call sign was probably Oh, that was probably grabbed. I'm gonna say sometime around, probably the 20s or 30s, maybe the 40s. It's been around a while. I'll look that up in a few minutes and I'll let you guys know exactly when it was. But uh, the uh, back in 1912, all right, a little radio history here for you guys. Back in 1912, several countries. See the there was when radio was developed. There, there, was, there had to be like a system. They had to be a way to identify the radio stations. So collectively, some countries got together and they came up with, I think they got together here in America. Uh, in 1912, several countries attended a conference to discuss international radio telegraphs. One of the things that came out of that meeting was the assignment of specific letters to identify each country's radio and television signals. So, for example, the United States was given the letters W, K, N, and A. Now, the letters N and A were given the military stations, but K and W were assigned out for commercial use for TV and radio stations that wanted to, you know, get on the air and have a television program or have a television station and radio programs and so on. And then radio stations east of the Mississippi had to start their stations with W, so find Mississippi on a map. Boom. It's almost almost right center in the country. All right? So the east of the Mississippi was for Ws, and the west west side of the Mississippi was reserved for Ks. So that's why, like, out in California, you have KFI AM640. It's a three-letter call. Now, it's my understanding that three-letter call signs are no longer issued, whether you're 50,000 watts or not. That was the distinguishing factor back in the day. If you had a three, if you had a four call, like let's say WINS, wins 1010 Wins, New York City, or WFLY, you were not a 50,000-watt station, all right? You were 50,000, if you had 50,000-watt, if you were a 50,000-watt radio station, you had a, a three-letter call. So that was a way to, uh, for listeners or, you know, just uh, people that... Uh, were, uh, li- you know, well, listeners or people that were just, like, looking up history of radio channels, if you saw three letters, like WGY or KFI, you knew right away 50,000-watt station, okay? So the um, history goes on to say that, uh, uh, let's see here, west of Mississippi is uh, K. And that's also interesting, too, because I brought this up when I was talking to the ham operators. Isn't it interesting that we're assigned, America is assigned K and W call signs, But the K is west of the Mississippi and the W is east of the Mississippi. I wonder if they did that on purpose because I'm start as I start to go back through the history of call letters and see how it originated and how like the whole thing like developed. It's interesting to me. I want to find out why the K is west of Mississippi because it seems like to me, it seemed it would be so obvious if we're all sitting in the room collectively collectively, uh, you know, talking about it and number systems and everything else, you would think that W would just naturally, logically, they would want to put it west of the Mississippi and have K east of the Mississippi. But here's another reason why I think they might not have done that. I think, and I haven't been able to find this on the Internet, but based on what I know and people I know who are electricians and stuff and in the electrical field— K and W are very significant letters used in the electrical industry. W for watts, K for kilowatts, W for uh, wave, like radio waves, okay? K for, uh, let's see, we always say kilowatt. Um, what was the other K word? Uh, kilohertz. So I think someone in the room, some bright mind, and I would love to figure out who that person was or who that group of people were that wanted the K and Ws. They knew the significance. They had the I, I believe they had the forward, they had the vision to know. Like, for example, just imagine if radio stations in America were started with an X or an F or a C. C is in Canada, F is France, X is in Mexico, so it's almost like, hey, since we're setting up this foundation of call letters, let's get the best letters based on this type of, of, of industry, the broadcast industry. I mean, just think how weird it would be if a radio station, for example, I'm just going to use some of the stations around here. All right. We have like WTRY. Just imagine if it was XTRY. And Fly 92, which is WFLY, 92.3, FM on a dial. What, what if that was XFLY? It, was, it just uh, it doesn't sound right. It doesn't feel right. X for Mexico, because Me- Mexico has an X in it, so that's the thinking behind that. F for France, Foxtrot for France, obviously F for France. C for Canada. All right? We have NNA, but they were reserved for military. As best of my knowledge, there is no radio station or TV station anywhere in this country that starts with N or A. And if there is, and I'm wrong, send me an email. You guys can reach me anytime you want by sending me an email, podcast at hubashow.com. Podcast at hubashow.com. And uh, if you have some insider knowledge about this, let me know. I love call signs. Down in Florida there's a call sign so- there's a radio station called WSOS. Again, very significant, very interesting call sign. There's radio stations out there that have the weirdest call signs or letters that are terrible to say to the or, or, or hear here on the radio like W let's say W uh, JJZ. You know, or WZJK. If you're saying them a kind of like a Z might sound like a B or a C, so there's a lot of thought when a radio station or a television station decides to start a, a, a an entity, a business. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna go on the dial as 99.1 FM, and we're gonna simulcast on AM on the AM side. Which, by the way, is really interesting. You know why the AM side? See, I love AM radio. I listen to AM more than FM. Most of the time, I'm listening to YouTube in the car and other songs and stuff that I have. But uh, if I do listen to the radio, most of the time, it's AM. I like AM. I like how it sounds. I like one of the stations around here. I like A10WGY. And Coast to Coast AM comes on. I love Coast to Coast AM. If you guys never listen to that show, I'm not trying to divert you away from podcasts or anything like that, especially the program that I have here. But Coast to Coast AM comes on at one oh six in the morning. And goes until 5 o'clock in the morning. It's the type of show. It's all about ghosts and conspiracies. And like they'll have people on there about the JFK assassination and their theories about it. And the paranormal and all that stuff. All the cool, crazy stuff is on at night. And that show, last I knew they had like over 600 affiliates. But when Art Bell was on, it used to be uh, uh, Mr. Perump in Perump Nevada. The Kingdom of Nye. And that, those call letters were K-N-Y-E, Nye. So you see the thought in the, in the, and the creativity behind it is significant. It's not just like, ah, just give me whatever call sign's next in line. That would be stupid because there's so many combinations that you can pick from, and there certainly isn't enough radio stations or television stations to go around to get all the good call signs. All right, You just got to look at them. I was looking through some of them, and there's some really nice ones out there still. You know, so when, uh, back to the call letters, there are some stations that are west of the Mississippi that start with W, and there's some stations that are east of the Mississippi that start with K, and that was really funny because I got thinking to myself when I was talking to all the ham operators on the, on the repeater a few days ago, you know, what would the, why, if you're going to have a set of rules, all right, if you're going to have these, uh, uh, what are we going to call them, we'll call them like a, uh, uh, let's see, what, what would we call that, like a uh designation if you're going to designate letters to represent what side of the Mississippi it's on how come there's a handful of them on left on the left side that are, are are complete opposite of of the rules that you set out to establish and that's because those radio stations west of the Mississippi that start with W or east of the Mississippi that start with K the reason why they're in, they look like they're in the wrong zone is because they were established before the rules went into effect. All right. And they already existed before the rules was before the rule was put into place. They weren't required to change their name. They probably had the option to, but if you're already established, like t- if you're already established, why would you want to go through the trouble of reestablishing yourself if you've already been in business for five or six years, you know? or even a few months. It takes a lot of money to start a radio station, and not only that, but it also takes a lot of time, and you got to have the imaging, and oh my God, there's just so much involved with it. Same thing with television. So if you're already established, it would be stupid to get another call sign, unless you really hated the one that you had. But that doesn't seem like it was the case, because there's still to this day stations west of the Mississippi that start with uh, W and vice versa on the other side, the east side. But um, if you had the option... To change your call sign and that's the other thing too we just lost a radio station in this area here in upstate new york and schenectady well it's actually i think that let me see what was that wptr wptr it was on for decades all right if anybody listening if you ever heard of boom boom Brand again, he was a an icon at that radio station all right so there's a lot of history there but i believe we just lost those call letters i think somebody Bought the station, and I don't know if they didn't know how to run it or what the deal was, or things went sour. Um, and they uh, the call letters have been put back into the cycle. All right, they're back into the mix. That's my understanding of it. So it's uh, you know when you have, and also too the way KW looks. If you look on a map, K or or look at some electrical books, kilowatt is KW. All right, again, maybe it was structured so that we had not an edge. It's not like we had an edge, but since we more or less were the grandfathers of broadcasting, and it was, you know, America is the birthplace of broadcasting, then why wouldn't we want to have the best letters to pick from? Okay. I mean, I can't imagine looking. And I'm so glad that they actually came up with this lettering system very early on in the 1900 in the 19th century. You know, soon after radio was a thing and telegraphs and all that stuff, they they needed they needed this structure. And I'm glad they put it in place because can you imagine if we didn't have? I mean, call letters are awesome. And if if anybody if if you've never done any DXing, DX. DXing is basically taking your radio, going someplace late at night. Maybe you want to go on top of a mountain. Maybe there's a nice country road. See, I'm really into this stuff, so, I mean, you guys might think it's weird. Like, who goes out on a country road and tries to find radio stations? Or, or you can do them right at your house. I've done them right at my house before. You know, I'll have the radio near the window, or it's just in the perfect position in the house. Or, or if you're outside, put the antenna up, and you just take the tuner. And just go back and forth on the dial. You'll hear stations on a.m. late at night. Nighttime's the best. I I like listening to the radio a lot more at nighttime. That's why, I like, when I do these podcasts, and if you noticed on my website, a lot of things are dark, because I like listening to things in the dark, when it's calm out, maybe there's a nice breeze in your room, or you're out in the car, you're outside, I like listening it has a it just has a different effect when you're listening at night than if you are in the day. For me, I like nighttime radio. It's widely known. I tell people all over the place what I'm talking to them. I like listening to the radio at night. You know, I've always been a night owl. I mean, I try not to be up all night. But sometimes these pro or even podcasts. You know, if you want to listen to my podcast, this is what you do. Wait until you've wait until your day's over. You're all showered up, or you're you're calmed down. Maybe you had a nice little glass of wine, or poured a little bourbon, or have a nice seltzer water. I know there's that's a, like a really vague, broad thing, but um, you know, seltzer water is awesome. I mean, I like soda too, but I'll tell you, I had some lemonade and some sel- I had I. This isn't a plug. By any, I'm not getting anything free here. All right, Poland Spring is Poland Springs isn't showing up with a whole. Big Mac truck, or Big Mac truck, a, uh, a big uh, semi truck full of Poland spring water or anything like that. But I like Poland. Nice cold bottle of Poland spring water. Or not Poland spring water. The Seltzer water. Why would I say Poland spring water? Anyway, maybe I saw something about water a few days ago. Um, you get one of those, it's awesome. You just get, you know, it satisfies your carbonation crave. But listen to a show, listen to my show at nighttime. When you're in bed, or maybe you're relaxing in your chair, and then listen to it, and then listen to one of my other episodes in the daytime, you will have a completely different experience. And I think that's why people love podcasting so much. Speaking of call letters, like I just talked about, how cool would it be if there was a sit-see, now this would take away from a lot of creativity if you were forced to have like a podcast call letter- that would be kind of cool because it would it could start with P. And maybe instead of four letters, because there's way more people podcasting than there are combinations, you could have uh, like a combination up to like eight characters. So let's say I was like, I don't know, PH1. You know, P for podcast, H for Huba. And then one, PH1. Those are my call it No, actually, that would be done with having a letter or a number in it. PHP. No. PTHS. P-T-H-S. There we go. Pod- P for podcast. Oh, I love this idea. P for podcast. I'm going to have to Google to see if it's actually a thing because I'm just going on a whim right now. P for podcast. If we had a call letter structure for podcasters like we had with radio and television, okay? P for podcast. T for the, H for Huba and S for show. PTHS. I love it. I love it. PTHS. That's amazing because oh my god, can you imagine if we had to identify with call letters instead of like a show name? Or or it could be a show name too. Or it could be a show name too. This is the Huba show on PTHS. That would be so cool. Hey, drop me an email podcast at pod uh, yeah podcast at hubashow.com podcast at hubashow.com um or what you can do is you can fill out the little comment section at the bottom of my website at hubashow.com 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 and by the way also too I have I have a whole bunch of my domain names on there okay that I've had for years and If you go to my website and there's any of those names that you want to buy, you just send me an email and we'll work something out, all right, because they are for sale. I mean, obviously not hubashow.com or thehubashow.com, but they're for sale, so if you want to come by or if you want to drop me an email and, uh, you know, send me a price or you have an inquiry about it or something, feel free. So you can reach me directly, podcast at hubashow.com, or you could fill out the comment section uh, at the bottom of my website, right on the homepage, and it's only it's only your name, email address, and then what you want to send me in the comment section. All right, so it's not complicated at all, and it goes right to my email, and I'm uh, very responsive with people, for people. So thank you for tuning in, another great broadcast, you guys. I love it. Uh, keep the uh, fan mail coming, and uh, keep telling people about my website and my show. I really appreciate it. Have a great day. <laughs>